Welcome to the Close Knit Podcast, a podcast that showcases fiber artists from around the world. You're listening to episode 10, and in this episode, I spoke to Lizzie Medinsky of Above the Canopy. Lizzie creates unique and colorful knitted necklaces made from natural fibers that she sources ethically. We chat about the happy accident that was beanie turned knitted necklace which birthed above the canopy, and how Lizzie has gone from juggling full-time work and knitting on the side to mostly knitting full-time. Lizzie also tells me about her time visiting communities in Peru and learning about their rituals around knitting. It's so fascinating to learn how knitting and fiber arts are incorporated into different cultures. Listen on for our whole chat. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Ani of Close Knit, and I'm here with Lizzie Medinsky of Above the Canopy. Hello. Hey, Lizzie. <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. Good. Yeah. Um, so we're just hanging out, having a bit of a chat, and I'm going to ask Lizzie a few questions. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Um, so Lizzie, what is your fiber of choice and what sort of craft medium do you gravitate towards the most? Well, I really love anything that's natural, um, as natural as possible. Um, so whether it be just anything from nature really, um, but I also love when it's um, like hand dyed as well, mm. from natural dyes preferably. Um, and I also have been sourcing a lot of, um, well, it's like a constant thing that I'm trying to do is source companies that are making, um, yarn that is from natural fibers. So it's not like acrylic or anything like that. And, um, it's really supporting, it's like in a small scale, so it's not mass produced or anything like that. And it's supporting the local community with work Mm. for the locals so it's kind of encompassing everything so that's really important to me so there's like no expectation to animals or humans or the environment yeah yeah that's just like really excites me (laughs) yeah yeah totally yeah yeah so when you say natural fibers can you elaborate on what sort of fibers in particular um, so either from plant-based, so whether it be cotton or bamboo, yep. um, or recently I've started to research more about um, wool as well, mm. because even though I'm vegan, um, I've really been looking at life in a holistic point of view, and um, I think that like from what I've been researching, that I I'm quite comfortable with using wool now because, um, or even like alpaca and things like that because they're, um, it's actually helping them out and they only, um, they actually like live a really good life. It's only when it's mass produced and there's just so many sheep and that's like the pure industry that they're shipping off to China and that sort of thing Mm. where it gets horrible Mm. Um, but there's so many like small companies that um, just like it's just their pets you know and they just love them as much as any other pet yeah so I think that's something really nice about that and I just love things from nature as well like without exploiting it and taking too much from nature Mm. I think it's really um, there's something really special about like living in and amongst um, this earth, like without damaging it, mm. but still really appreciating it and using what we can from it, um, but still like somehow giving back as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then, um, so those are the fibers that you like to work with, but what do you like to do with those fibers? Um, well, I knit necklaces. Mm -hmm. I really love doing that. Um, it's something that I just, when I started knitting, I came across um, the necklaces and I just sort of, that's all that I kind of really do. I sort of delved into other things, but I just really, really loved doing the necklaces. I don't know why, yeah. but it's just something about them that made me so happy that I'm still this day I'm not over doing them yeah um they just really make me so happy so yeah <laughs> yeah I just love them so yeah. I like as I said I sort of do, do like other things like just basic things um but that's more just for fun or presents or something but um yeah my I have my own label so um the and that label is to um where I knit necklaces so yeah, I just really love doing that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> okay, so what is um, your favorite part about sort of fiber arts? And then within that, is there something in particular that you're excited about right now? Um, I just really love that there's so much diversity within each. Like there's so many different mediums and different colors and different yarns to use and different ways of making art through yarn like it's just a string really at the end but you can do so much with it yeah and it's such an ancient form of art as well which I really love um I um went to visited the women's weaving co-op in Peru um was it last year or the year before and that was just so lovely to see that like literally anyone can do it doesn't matter like how educated you are it just has to come from like within which is really nice as well like the fact that it what you create yeah you can like follow a pattern and things like that but also you don't have to like mm. there's just so much you can do with it there's so much creativity that you can put into something and it all just comes uniquely to each individual person yeah which I think is really special um and I also went to this um island in the Lake Titicaca mm. and it's an island called Takile Island and I thought it was so fascinating because the the guy the males in order to they're the ones that knit and the women weave mm. and they're on this island in order for the male and the female to marry the male has to approach the parents of the female and do like a knitting test that the parents give them it's so fascinating yeah and they're like okay well you can't marry my daughter until you do this knitting test and if we think you're good enough then you can marry my daughter Whoa. and it's so intense they knit with like so many needles and it's so intricate the patterns it's not just a plain stitch or there's so many different like colors and it's got like pictures and they all mean things and it Wow. It's so interesting. I'm like, wow, this is a whole other world I just didn't even know about. And, yeah, it was just so fascinating. I think this is so great. Like, it's not just about being in a city and for everything that I see around me right here. There's just so much to it. Like, it's literally, like I said, it's so ancient. Mm. The, like, cultures have been doing it across the world for so many years. And, yeah. yeah, it's just so fascinating, like, what you can do with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just it love it. It's just that there's something so cosy about it as well. The feeling. It's just like, that's probably the best word to describe. It's like cosy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I love it. And it's like sort of manifest in so many different forms yeah. depending on where you live and your mm. culture and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're checking that it's recording. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's... I think that's pretty special just to yeah to also like be able to visit other places and see mm. how it differs from yeah the practice that you have and the sort exactly. of living culture in your place yeah and it it make what it means to them is so different to like what it means to us mm. or in another cultural society mm. yeah so essentially it's the same thing but it has so much more meaning to different places mm. yeah and I also love like this whole new community that I'm being exposed to, like this is quite new for me to be around all these new fibre art um, people. So, yeah. um, and I'm finding that everyone is just so down to earth and so lovely, lovely and accepting. And yeah, I just, um, it's really refreshing. Like it's, yeah, it's a really nice community to be a part of, I think. Yeah, I so, agree with that. Yeah. yeah, just like ingrains for me, like that this is, more along the lines of what I want to continue doing. Mm. Yeah, just because the community is so lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you started Above the Canopy, like, a maybe, a, well, I guess, like, informally a few years ago. Is that right? Well, yeah, so I started... So what was happening was um, I... Well, actually, I was going to put this into this one, how I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should I, like... <laughs> Here, so I'll ask, um, so you had kind of, you had a, you have Above the Canopy, which mm-hmm. is your label, and um, prior to that you were kind of knitting, but how did you kind of get your start with fiber arts or knitting? So I've always been um, involved and I've always loved textiles and design. Yeah. I've always done it, like I've been, had my first sewing machine, it was like a toy sewing machine, and um, I had it when I was... I know I was in primary school, and it was before I was 11, but I don't remember the specific year, yeah. but um, I remember I had like this little toy sewing machine, I'd make little dolls clothes and stuff, it was pretty cool, my <laughs> mum taught me how to knit and that sort of thing, but then um, I sort of didn't continue knitting, I just continued sewing, and um, so I've always been around like, textiles, and then it wasn't until I moved to London, my auntie, she, like all my aunt, my auntie and my cousins they all knit a lot mm. and I was like oh I wish I could do that and then one year um one Christmas my auntie bought me a book on how to knit mm. and then she showed me that like on Christmas and then gave me a whole bunch of like needles and stuff to take home to practice and then that's where it just really um like got started for me so I have to thank my auntie my auntie <laughs> Dorsey <laughs> um so yeah so that's where it kind of started up again and then when I moved back from London back to Sydney um while I was looking for work I had a lot of time so I just knitted because I was so like obsessed with it and um yeah so I just continued like just knitted all the time and then um, I started to make a beanie and then I thought oh just try it on to see if it's too big and it was too big and it fell around my neck and then I thought oh wait a minute that's just actually like pretty cool. I could just finish that off and make it a necklace and add some pom poms, and there you go. We're like a pretty cool necklace. So that's where it started, and then I just never stopped from there. And I just um, tried different styles and different colors, and now I'm like really getting into the sourcing of yarn. So hmm. yeah, that's where it all started, really. Yeah. The long version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I think yeah. it's kind of a common story that 
um, people learn when they're a kid from maybe their mother or their auntie or their grandma yeah. and then leave it for a little while or, or do some yeah. other aspect of fiber arts and then kind of come back to it, which I think is kind of, it's kind of interesting how yeah. a lot of us have a really similar story yeah. in that way. Um, I was wondering too with your sewing, because mm. you continued that while you were not doing mm. knitting and stuff, do you still do any sewing? I do, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, I, I still got a machine and everything. My dad bought me one from when, when I was, I think, my 18th birthday. But before that, I always used my mum's. Like, I was always on that. Yeah. And I studied it all through school and everything. Um, but I don't do it as much as I would like to. But although I am... I did. I am making a shirt at the moment. <laughs> yeah, cool. So I'm try. I'm still in it, but I'm yeah. just not as into it like yeah. as I used to be. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I still. I really love it. I always. Um, I just love making things that you just can't find anywhere else. Mm. Like I, I find shopping so boring. Like, just think, oh, this is so ugly. Like, <laughs> you know, and. Everybody else is gonna can just go in and get the same thing. Yeah. So I really love like going like vintage shopping and getting things that are just so unique and you know that you're probably the only one on the planet left that's gonna have this. It's yeah. Really nice. Yeah. And I always find things that are handmade for some reason. Like even just going to an op shop, I mm. always pick out things that are somebody else's handmade and then ended up back in ended up in the op shop. So yeah, I was like that. I always think, oh, I wonder where this came from. Like who made it? Why they gave it away? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's always, um, it's always interesting nice. thinking about the story behind yeah. it. Whereas, like, going into a big box store, you mm. don't get that at all. You kind yeah. of get, the, here's this mass-produced thing mm. that doesn't really fit anyone properly yeah. because the sizing is just so generic. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's true. It has no story and no sort of meaning yeah. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, like, just the thought of where it came from. Like, just, it wouldn't be anything special like probably like you said mass produced and it's probably like slave labored somewhere <laughs> I know it's hard, yeah, yeah. It, do you feel like um has that have your sort of like I guess ethics around um around the way that you live your life has that kind of influenced how you how you make and why you make and stuff like is that a reason for you uh yes so I I just really love knowing which at least trying to know about all aspects of where things are from. Yeah. Um, and to what we do in everyday life, to do it in the best way we can without um, either supporting things that aren't that great or um, do like doing what we can, like giving back somehow and not, like, not doing it in a damaging way. Mm. So, yeah, when I saw yarns it is hard because there's always something that's like not working out for me like <laughs> yeah but that's okay because it's um like it's just all part of the journey which is also like really important and um all part of the fun and it just gets me the like just keep going at it yeah yeah it's constantly like it's a thing that just yeah makes me hungry for more I guess mm. yeah mm. Kind of the more you know, the more you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I know. And even if like my customers don't care, I care. So I I just really want everything that I put into the business to be a hundred percent from the heart, mm. and n- for me to know that yes, this is good, and it, it's come from a good place, mm. and 
um, it's not doing any damage in any way. Mm. Yeah. Um, and now that kind of, uh, I guess, like, above the canopy is a business. So, and I guess knitting would have been something that you did, you know, as a hobby. And I kind of put that in air quotes because, I don't know, all these things are blended, I think, um, for many of us. But I, I often, I really like to ask um, how people stay motivated and how and whether that motivation has kind of changed over time. And, like, if it looked different when you were just knitting for fun or knitting custom pieces for people or mm-hmm. and now you're kind of looking at your brand as a whole and where you want to go with that. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about sort of your motivation for it? Um, I It's just something that I really enjoy mm. and I can see myself doing it full-time um, but still having, like, things on the side to... Um, to feed my other creative aspects like sewing and photography and mm. do graphic design as well. So, um, But I can just really, I just feel so right and um, that in itself is a good motivator. Mm. Um, and also I think it's just really important to step away so that you, I think being in nature um, as often as possible really like restores my balance and just clears my mind in order to then come back and give it my all. Mm. So I think it's just finding the balance between like work but it never really feels like work because it's doing I'm just doing exactly what I really want to do. Yeah. And um, yeah and then just finding the balance to be able to remove myself um, as often as I can to then come back fresh so nothing like gets stale or I start doing things that I not really that I know within my soul that's not right mm. because it's so easy to get caught up with what's the cheaper option or what's the easiest option mm. and those ones are often not the right option like they're not what I really really feel is the right option for me anyway mm, mm. yeah yeah <laughs> It's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. But like I said, it's all part of the fun, so... Yeah. Yeah. And so prior to making Above the Canopy your more or less your full-time thing, mm. um, you were working a full-time job mm-hmm. in addition to knitting on the side. Yeah. How did you kind of structure your time so that you were able to get the knitting in that you wanted to? Or, like, how did that sort of look for you? Yeah, so I was working full-time and I found that really drained my not just my time but my energy as well so even if I did come home and I technically could knit for four hours but my brain just wasn't there like I really just didn't want to do that so I did it when I could but it was just a really slow process Mm. because on the weekends you want to have fun with your friends and go out and do other things Mm. so um, that's where it came to a point where I decided no I think I really want to put a lot more focus and energy into creating this label so I did do it for about three years like knitting the necklaces but I just did it for myself and it didn't have a label or anything mm. and I just did it for friends and family and anyone who kind of knew about it and wanted one yeah but then I got to a point where I was like no this is really what I want to do like this is what really fires me mm. and makes me so happy so why can't I do that and so then I um shifted my whole way of thinking and 
ended up leaving my full-time job to pursue um, this label and that's when I launched the label a couple of weeks after I think about a month after I resigned so I put all my time and energy and I was working till like 4am in the morning <laughs> but I didn't even realize that I was doing that I was just so content and so passionate um, about what my goal was for my new direction and um, and just putting everything into this label to get it launched that I would just be up until yeah like 4am and then I realized oh look at the time I should probably go to bed yeah. <laughs> but I was just time wasn't an issue you know yeah it was just um everything was just coming out of me like so naturally just felt so good it's like therapy mm. yeah so just a lot, a lot like more focus now and um yeah yeah cool um what is sort of the biggest bit of advice that you would have for someone who's kind of just starting out on this fiber journey um, and I think it's kind of two-pronged or you can look at it in two ways of like someone who's just learned how to knit or maybe they're mm. just really excited about knitting and they just want to do it for fun. Mm. And then, or you could look at it from the, someone who's just decided they want to start a knitting business or a fiber arts business. What would be kind of advice that you would have for either of those scenarios? Um, well, I think just stick with it <laughs> because yeah. I know when you first start out, I know for me anyway, it was so frustrating. You do things and you're like, why is it not doing what I want? This is like, it was just the psychology of it all was just like, this doesn't make sense, but you just have to per- like persist with it. Mm. And then once you get it, like it's so therapeutic. It's just like the feeling is so good. Um, so you just have to like persist through it. And also when you're looking at something, whether it's like a whole business or even just that one item that you're knitting um there's a saying that my mum has on her in her garden and I just love it it was there when she moved in and um it's um inch by inch life is cinch yard by yard life is hard and I just thought I love that like I just it's something that's really stuck into my mind because it's so true like if you we can get so overwhelmed especially like living in a city and everything there's just so much going on and if we just think about all the things that we've got to do and we've all just got to do it now and it's the same as when you were knitting like you think of this final like, jumper or something that you're knitting and you think oh how am I going to get this done like it's just so much like it's so time consuming mm. but then if you just take it slow and you just take each knit as it comes each stitch like you just really enjoy every moment and I think that it's just so important because yeah we just miss the little things in life sometimes and it is there like I said it just can get too overwhelming so I think we just need to slow down and just take every little bit in and just appreciate everything (laughs) yeah I feel like that is just a a very sort of true statement for so much of our lives like you're saying like you just can miss so many things Mm. but um knitting and I'm sure many other fiber arts kind of force you to be present with the mm. thing that you're doing <laughs> like yeah. so that you don't make a mistake mm. partly but also just that you're there and you have to be mm. step by step yeah. you know row by row and if you look at a whole pattern mm. and you're kind of like oh my gosh yeah. like how am I ever going to get from this first stitch to the bottom of this yeah. sweater like how is this ever going to happen but if you exactly. yeah take it step by step like mm. it's all there you just gotta yeah. <laughs> take it row by row. Like there, 
I was knitting a pullover, like a sweater, a jumper, <laughs> whatever the word is, <laughs> whichever culture you're, you're in. Um, uh, that was top down and really well written pattern, but I would skip, like, like I would be knitting and I'd kind of look a few rows ahead in the pattern at what I was supposed to be doing a mm-hmm. few rows ahead. And I would just be like, how does that work? I don't understand. What? How am I going to get there? Yeah. But like, <laughs> if I just kind of kept going yeah. and then finally got to that point, like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see why you're supposed to do that there. Yeah. But there are so many times where I was so tempted to like look ahead and see four yeah. steps ahead what I was meant to be doing. And yeah. it's like, all right, just one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. I know. It's, it is, it gets confusing. We yeah. just need to like, yeah, just slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 A general rule of thumb. Yeah. Slow it down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, who do you think that we need to be following in the fiber arts world? Um, there's so many talents out there, but there's just one person that <laughs> I just, like, really admire, and that's Jane from Cream Baths. Um, I've only recently come across her, but instantly, you know, everyone just falls in love with her. Yeah. And she's just been through so much in her life, like with her health, and yet she remains this such a strong and bubbly personality. She just has so much sunshine, all these rays coming out of her, like, it's so amazing. And I just think, wow, that's so great, you know, like, I could never just, there's nothing that I could complain about because, you know, she's just such a strong person. And, yeah, I just think that she's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Well, we will link to Queen Babs or Jane, depending on <laughs> how you know her, um, in the in the show notes for the episode. And yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out with me. That's all right. Thanks for having me. Cheers. You've just listened to episode ten of the Close Knit Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider reviewing it and rating it on iTunes to help us spread the word to more people in the fiber community. Show notes for this episode can be found on my website, closeknit.com.au slash podcast. Till next time.